your source when you need answers. The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD 800. Well, welcome. Uh, I'm here. The uh, microphone is wiped. The uh, desk is wiped. Everything is, uh, is clean. And hopefully no contact with the virus here. Uh, but uh, obviously we are going to talk about it because uh, it is dominating our life. So if you have any questions or comments, of course, we are here to try to answer them. 514-790-0800. I think the Quebec government has done really quite an amazing job with, uh, with the situation. They're trying to take the bull by the horns, uh, trying to get uh, ahead of the game. And these measures seem austere, and some people may think that uh, they are overly extreme. But I think this is an extreme situation. We have seen what happened in China. We have seen what happened in Italy. We've seen what happened in Iran. We see what's happening in in, in Europe. Uh, I think we're going to see a pretty catastrophic situation in the United States. But I think here, because of the very quick action and uh, also the social consciousness of the public that we have here, I think we have a better chance of uh, minimizing, of course not eliminating, but minimizing the situation that we are facing. And as distasteful as some of these measures are, I think that uh, it is the best bet in order to try to prevent uh, a true catastrophe here. And uh, I'm going to, you know, do my best to abide by what I see is the science out there, the scientific information. I will uh, try to stay at home as much as possible for the next uh, little while, probably about uh, two weeks. I'm not going to become neurotic about it. I mean, obviously, you have to do some some shopping. Uh, but luckily, I can do a lot of the work that I normally do uh, at home. And obviously, <laughs> a large number of speaking engagements have been canceled. So so that uh, that has not become um, you know, a determining uh, situation. Uh, so I think anyone who can abide by the decrees that have been put forward should. And this is not being done out of, uh, you know, malice or, or <laughs> uh, this is because this is what the situation warrants. I'm not sure how the restaurant business with the 50 percent is, is going to work, but um, I think the less contact we have, the better. However, uh, let's uh, get one thing clear. Right now here in Quebec, uh, we are uh, not in a desperate situation. We have something like 30-odd cases, and all of these have been explained by travel. The key factor here is that there is no uh, evidence right now of any kind of community transfer of the virus. So I don't think you need to become neurotic by going to the store and buying stuff. But I think we have to be very vigilant about cleaning surfaces, using the right kind of wipes. And incidentally, let me uh, mention there, because uh, this was brought to my attention uh, a couple of days ago, there are some wipes that are cleansing wipes, but they do not contain any kind of disinfectant. So make sure that when you're seeing uh, the 99.9% on the label, that what it refers to is that it kills germs, the bacteria and the viruses. Because there's one product out there, a green product, which uh, has the 99.9% on 
the label prominently displayed, but it does not have any kind of uh, disinfectant in it. It is a surfactant, so it will clean things. And the 99.9% .9 refers to the fact that it is 99.9% .9 natural, which, of course, is also a totally meaningless uh, term. Incidentally, the term antiseptic and disinfectant, these are not interchangeable terms, although people do use them in, in that fashion. They have very specific meaning. Uh, they are both uh, antimicrobial, that is, uh, these chemicals will control uh, viruses and will control bacteria. However, by definition, antiseptics are uh, applied to living tissue, whereas disinfectants are applied to inert or inanimate objects. So when you have uh, a cut and you put uh, hydrogen peroxide on it or iodine on it, you are using an antiseptic. Uh, when before surgery, the uh, doctor swabs your uh, pertinent area with that uh, yellowish fluid, uh, he is applying an antiseptic. But when you are wiping your cell phone, which of course you should be wiping, or the table or the doorknob, uh, what you're doing is disinfecting. So the, the correct term on these disinfecting wipes is disinfecting. That is, is correct. However, when you are using um, uh, one of the hand sanitizer gels, the correct, uh, the correct term there is antiseptic because you are applying that to living tissue, which is, is your hand. Now, there are questions that have come up, of course, about using these uh, uh, sanitizers. And the sanitizer must have some sort of uh, uh, antiseptic in it. Most commonly, it is alcohol, but it must be about 60% at least. So as long as that's 60 to 90%, it is going to be effective. But when you rub this on your hands, you make sure that you cover both the front and, and the back, rub it all over, and let it dry. Of course, you don't wipe it off. Uh, again, be mindful of the fact that there are some uh, products out there that look like uh, sanitizers, but they actually do not contain any kind of uh, antiseptic. So uh, not all of the uh, products contain alcohol as an antiseptic. There, there are other um, uh, active ingredients. There's a whole class of compounds that we call quats, quaternary ammonium compounds. And you can always recognize these because they will end with the name uh, um. So it will be ammonium uh, something. And uh, those are, are also uh, effective. So for example, when you uh, look at your Clorox disinfecting wipes, it may say bleach free, which is fine. But look to see if it has some other active ingredient. And you'll see something like uh, alkyl C12 to 14 dimethyl ethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. So there you have the ammonium chloride. That's the giveaway. Uh, so anytime that you have anything ending in onium chloride, you're looking at a, a, a quat. And uh, those are uh, effective. Uh, uh, whether they are quite as effective as alcohol, that's a, a different question. It's better to use the... Um, alcohol ones. Now, there's also a question about Lysol. There are many different Lysol products. There are uh, various kinds of uh, Lysol sprays, and um, uh, those generally uh, contain, uh, again, an ammonium compound. The uh, one that is most commonly used is uh, an alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium saccharinate, 
and uh, that is very effective on surfaces. And then you have the Lysol that you buy in the bottle, the concentrate uh, disinfectant. And if you look on the label, you will see that it contains orthobenzyl parachlorophenol, uh, which is a very effective uh, disinfectant. And uh, therein lies a story that I'm going to tell you because uh, it is a very interesting historical account about the discovery of phenol as an um, uh, antiseptic. So uh, there are a number of products out there, and I think the stores have been uh, restocked. But people have also asked, uh, can I make my own uh, hand sanitizer? Well, it's best not to, to do that because you can find the commercial ones. But if you're absolutely desperate, the simplest way to make something that can be effective would be to use isopropyl alcohol that's rubbing alcohol. And the idea would be to take uh, two-thirds of a cup of that and add a uh, third of a cup of uh, aloe vera gel. And uh, that basically will give you a 60% uh, alcohol solution. It won't be as good as the commercial product because the commercial products also uh, have uh, surfactant so that it spreads well and it has moisturizing agents so that your hand doesn't dry out. But some people have tried this. Incidentally, washing with vodka is not good enough because uh, vodka does not have the required amount of alcohol. Uh, put vodka in a glass and drink it if you like. Uh, if you drink enough of it, you'll forget about the uh, the problem on, on your hands. But uh, vodka is not an effective uh, way to clean your hands. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of break. We will, of course, take your questions. And I also want to tell you the story of uh, uh, Final. You're listening to The Dr. Joe Show. Life's Everyday Mystery Solved. The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD 800. If you heard us uh, chat uh, earlier today with uh, Elias, I mentioned a putrid video that is going around, uh, which is telling people that there is a way to uh, prevent the virus from entering. And uh, this video was put out by uh, Dr. Dimke, D-I-M-K-E, uh, and uh, I would not even put it into the questionable category. I think this is uh, ridiculous. First of all, uh, you take a look at the man's background, and he has a PhD in psycholinguistics. And what's his game here? Well, he has a video about using a hairdryer, blowing hot air up your nose at the same time that you're uh, using a, a water mist uh, that you're spraying in front of your nose so that you get hot. This is the preventative factor for infection with this coronavirus. Uh, the video is very slickly done, and it looks very, very believable. Now, of course, when I see something like that, the first uh, uh, thing I do is try to check out where this is coming from and who the guy is. Well, as soon as I start looking into him, uh, turns out to be highly questionable. The other books that he has written, things like Meltdown Diet, Million Dollar Sales Letters, Power Through Persuasion, Multi-Level Marketing Power Pack, and then I read his bio, and he says that he started to teach college at age 17. He learned Mandarin in 18 days. He can read 25,000 words a minute, and he plays over 20 musical instruments. So as soon as I see something like that, of course, uh, uh, you obviously right away have doubts. But there's no way that, that you can uh, control this virus by blowing hot air from a hairdryer up your nose. 
this is not the only nonsense that is out there. Of course, uh, the FDA has uh, uh, stepped in in the U.S. and the Federal Trade Commission as well and has sent warning letters to a number of companies that were selling uh, colloidal silver. And um, Alex Jones was one of these. Alex Jones is this uh, uh, terrible radio announcer who's into every kind of uh, conspiracy theory. He's a blight on the radio business. And he was selling uh, colloidal silver claiming that it was the treatment for uh, for the um, uh, COVID-19 uh, infection. And there was Jim Baker, Jim Baker, the televangelist, who, of course, has no scientific background at all. He was selling the same kind of stuff. So at least the FDA has stepped in. But there's other nonsense out there. Uh, there's this Maharishi Ayurveda Health Center uh, that uh, has put out a notice. The immune system, for, from their perspective... According to Ayurveda, they say, our body produces a subtle substance which protects it from diseases. This substance is called, oh, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, Ojas, O-J-A-S, and is produced from food when it is fully digested. In other words, Ojas is an essential element derived from food and processed in such a way that it nourishes all tissues and organs. Ojas makes for a clear mind during the day and restful sleep at night. Ojas renders the body fresh, flexible, and young, and the mind happy. And, uh, of course, there's wording here that suggests that it can be effective against viruses without saying specifically that it's against the coronavirus, but this is obviously what they're after. And they give you a routine. Go to bed before midnight. Uh, okay, that's good. Uh, they say this is especially effective for the regeneration of ojas, whatever they may be. Have very regular meal times taken according to the Ayurvedic recommendations also prevent overburdening the physiology. Eating slowly and chewing well enhance the positive effects of nutrient-rich diet. And then they tell you what this diet uh, should be, special foods, etc. This is nonsense in terms of trying to control the virus. There is no antiviral diet that is out there. Let me see what Sonia wants to ask. Hi, Sonia. Yeah, hi. Thank you again for taking my call. Dr. Joe, um, I was a barber in my past life and uh, in very close contact with clients. Now, I feel sorry for all the barbers out there that are losing money, if you will, because people are starting to be afraid. Um, and also, uh, my question to you is, um, we set out a sign at the end of our driveway because we grow organic garlic. Now, I'm not saying that garlic is the ultimate cure, However, we have not been sick, touch wood, um, for all the winter. So um, it's organic, and um, I don't know what your comment would be on that. Look, I mean, there, there's all kinds of in vitro evidence for, you know, garlic having uh, antimicrobial properties. But there are no human clinical trials that show any kind of, of benefit. I think that if you like garlic, by all means, eat the garlic. Uh, put it into your salad. Put it into your food. If you enjoy it, fine. And uh, uh, having a garlic patch in front of your house, I can assure you, will also keep elephants off of your lawn. Okay, thanks. Uh, let's go to Richard. Hey, Richard. Richard? Richard. For a major rental car company at the airport? Yes. And uh, like all of the rental car companies are based at Dorval Airport, I'm wondering what the chances are of uh, picking up the virus from people renting cars. 
Well, the virus can live on surfaces and on a plastic surface, and of course, much of the inside of the car is a, is a plastic surface, uh, it can live uh, for days. Uh, a recent study just showed that that is, is the case. So I think it would be a good idea if you're renting a car uh, to use some of these wipes that we talked about, as long as they say that they are disinfecting wipes. And I'm just working as a shuttler, uh, picking up cars from 17 locations, bringing them back to the airport. Well, what can I tell you? It, it is. It would be a good measure to have on hand one of these containers of the wipes, and when you get into a, a, a car, certainly wipe the steering wheel, which is what you're going to be handling the most, mm -hmm. and wipe the handle. Uh, it doesn't take long to do that. Uh, you know, you wipe it uh, and uh, uh, hope for the best. But the risk of transmitting like that is is very small, but it's not zero. Well, so I guess you know, if a customer returned the car and uh, the customer had the virus, I can't pick it up uh, just from that? It is very possible. It is very possible. But again, the chance that you're going to be in a car where someone has contaminated the virus is, is not a very high chance. But, you know, it's, it's not a difficult thing to do to use one of these uh, wet wipes and uh, wipe off the steering wheel. Oh, thank you very okay, much. So I would certainly recommend that, you know, that you do that. Uh, uh, we do everything that we can and then hope for the best. Uh, these are extreme situations and uh, you know, we rely on everyone else taking care of us because uh, you know everyone is touching surfaces and if everyone is wiping those surfaces properly, uh, then there's the smallest chance of, of contamination. Uh, I'm Joe Schwartz. I guess I forgot to tell you that off the top of the show, and I direct McGill University's Office for Science and Society, where we try to keep you up to date on what is happening in the world of science, and boy, is it ever happening. And uh, we're going to take a bit of a break for news. After the news, we'll have a little bit of uh, entertainment distraction, and then we'll be back uh, for your questions about the coronavirus and my story about uh, phenols. Listening to the Dr. Joe Show, we'll be back. Science you can use. The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD 800. We are back. Uh, I'm going to have a guest, Julie Matlin. Julie, uh, somehow I got the wrong number or we missed the number. So if you could call in at 514 790 514 790 and then uh, we will uh, chat. Okay, uh, a lot of uh, text questions here. Uh, can the virus survive our weather? Uh, yes, the virus can survive the weather. It can go uh, year-round, so we can't count on this disappearing by spring. In general, such viruses do have less activity uh, when people are, are not in such uh, close quarters as we are in winter. That's usually why you have a, an alleviation of the flu season. Uh, news stations in Italy are saying that China has a remedy that can cure the virus, but they are not sharing it with the rest of the world. This is nonsense. Nonsense. Uh, is antibacterial dish soap good to wash your hands and your counters? Yes, uh, uh, it can. The, these uh, dish soaps used to contain triclosan. That's no longer there. Triclosan was a problem with endocrine disruptor, but it's no longer there. So yeah, you can uh, you can use that. Um, is it true that going into the sauna can kill the COVID-19? No, we don't have any evidence uh, for that, that, that if you have the virus, you can sweat it out or, or that heat will kill it. Uh, none of these are, are um, uh, real possibilities. So uh, 
you know, the, the advice that you are seeing on the internet is not likely to uh, have much good. There's something that I do want to uh, apprise you of to, to keep a lookout for. It's pretty preliminary, but I think this is a story that we need to follow, is that there is uh, some evidence that people who do have symptoms of the virus uh, have to be careful with taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, things like Advil and Motrin, and that it's better to, to take for the fever uh, reduction and for any discomfort that you might have, it's better to take acetaminophen, that is like Tylenol. And um, the French health minister in France actually has talked about this on air so that, you know, it's not coming out of a hat. And uh, it kind of makes sense because the uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and as, as well as the uh, things like cortisone uh, do have an effect on the immune system. And uh, you might not want to suppress the immune system when you're battling the virus. So at this point, I can't give you any more concrete information uh, on that, but they are uh, uh, researchers, of course, are working uh, on, on this uh, whole business. But uh, keep an eye for the connection between uh, having symptoms and not using anti uh, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory uh, uh, drugs. Okay, I, I think we got uh, Julie on the line. Julie? Hello. Hey. Julie. Yes, Dr. Joe. Hi. Hi, Julie. Sorry hi. sorry about that mix-up. That's uh, okay. Okay, let, let me just uh, fill the listeners in. <clears throat> Julie Matlin is the daughter of uh, Phil and Evie Matlin, who run Perfect Magic, a magic store here in Montreal. And uh, they have been uh, my friends for uh, a scary long time, about uh, <laughs> 40 years, uh, which means that I, I even remember when uh, you were born. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, Julie wrote a great article yesterday uh, about her parents in the Gazette, which is the reason that I wanted to chat a little bit uh, with her. Uh, and also it gives us, a, you know, something else to talk about for a few minutes than the coronavirus. And uh, I, th I tell you one thing that this uh, two week sort of hiatus from from professional activity is going to do for me. Uh, my drawers are full of magic equipment unopened magic equipment, as many magicians, of course, have, because we buy everything in sight when it's demonstrated, and then we never end up uh, using it, as you well know. So so uh, <clears throat> what was it like growing up first in a magic shop? Um, it was quite the experience. Um, it wasn't even, I mean, growing up in the magic shop, was it was a lot of fun when I was a kid, especially when the shop was in our basement. There were people in and out of the house all the time. And um, I was young. I was about five years old when they opened the shop. So I became kind of like, I guess, the pet. Um, you know, I still bump into people today that I remember from those days, you included, of course. Um, but it wasn't even just the shop. My parents would tour every summer, you know, trying to make a name for themselves in the business. They would go to all the magic conventions and set up dealer booths uh, during the summer. So we would travel all across North America. So every summer was a road trip. Um, I used to get called on stage to perform, you know, as an assistant, as a juggling assistant, uh, met David Copperfield when I was seven or eight years old. Uh, it, it was an interesting childhood. Yeah, the magic business was very business, uh, very different back then, because now yeah. so much of it is online. Yes. Uh, but then, you know, the, the Saturday afternoons in the magic shop were, what can I tell you, magical. Uh, they were legendary. There would be an auction. There would be a show. Uh, it was always packed in, on Saturday. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the older magicians would teach us younger ones uh, how to do tricks. And, and it was uh, quite a social event. 
Yeah. And of course, uh, it would not be allowed to go on right now. <laughs> if, if, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, th th times change. And uh, did you ever do any magic yourself? Um, I never performed professionally. Uh, I did work at the shop uh, throughout university, which was great because I taught myself a three-card Monte and never paid for a drink as an undergrad. So that was good. Um, my father got my son into my, my yes, my father got my son into magic, and he he performed at a young age. At uh, around ten years old, he was getting up on stage and performing with professional magicians and jugglers. So that was a lot of fun for him. I think, you know, not only is magic a, a wonderful hobby in terms of entertainment, but it also teaches you critical thinking. Because, Absolutely. you know, when, when you watch a magic trick, uh, what you're really thinking, you know, probably subconsciously, is how on earth did he do that? What What is the science behind that? Because I think most people are, are smart enough to, to know that there's no such thing as real magic. That if you you know if you yeah. see if you see a, a flexible rope all of a sudden becoming stiff, uh, you know that there's some physical principle that is involved there. Right. And uh, then you think about it, and it teaches you critical thinking. That's that's what I really liked about magic. Yeah, absolutely. Very and, true. And then, of course, I had you in class a few years yeah. later. So I, I've yeah. Seen, yeah, I've seen you uh, grow up, and uh, it's a little bit scary, but but uh, <laughs> you know that's <laughs> that's that's how life is. So anyway, uh, uh, perfect magic is still there. They're, uh, they're, they're in Van Horn, and your parents are still going in, right? My parents are still going in. I don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks, of course, uh, with everyone over 70 being asked to stay home. I'd prefer if they didn't go in. But there is an option, right? They have the entire shop online at perfectmagic.com. No reason not to shop for your kids and have them getting into some magic while they're home for Absolutely. a couple of weeks, right? this, is, this is the time. You're going to have your kids home. You're going to be home this is the time to do a little bit of exactly. magic. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And it's a great confidence builder for kids too, right? For so sure. It's, it's, for it's sure. a win-win all around. It is. It's great. I push magic yeah. as a hobby. Okay, Julie, thanks a lot for being with us and all the best. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. You're listening to the Dr. Joe Show. We'll be right back. Your source when you need answers. The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD 800. I may have to put off my story about phenol until next week because there's so many questions coming in about the, the, the virus. Anyway, I can't possibly answer all the questions and uh, all of the texts that have come in, but but you can always email me. And uh, I answer every email, uh, and uh, if I can't uh, do it, I will pass it on to some of my staff, so every, every question will be answered. Uh, my email is joe, J-O-E dot S-C-H-W-A-R-C-Z. That's S-C-H-W-A-R-C-Z at McGill, M-C-G-I-L-L dot C-A. So we will do our best to answer all of your questions. Also, I remind you that many of the questions that you ask, as I, I see here from the text, have already been answered on our website. So you can check that out. And that is www.mcgill.ca slash O-S-S. And that's where you can also sign up for a weekly newsletter. And our newsletter yesterday was uh, uh, largely devoted to the coronavirus. So many of your questions already may have been answered. So check those out. Uh, email me if you have uh, other questions. Uh, some of the text messages here. Is there any benefit of lozenges with zinc in relation to COVID-19? I, I addressed that uh, extensively on, on the website. And uh, the answer is not 100% no, but it's pretty close to being 100% no. Another question. Can 
tea tree oil suffices an antibacterial antiseptic? No, no. While tea tree oil does have some antiseptic properties, not nearly good enough to, uh, to substitute for 60% alcohol. The same question arises with vinegar. Uh, vinegar is a pretty effective cleaning agent when you're just doing your routine uh, 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 cleaning of your counters, but uh, it is not good enough to act as uh, a disinfectant. It uh, Studies have been done on that, and it will not kill all the microbes that, that the commercial disinfectants uh, uh, will kill. Uh, does prednisone weaken the immune system? If you're taking prednisone and you do have symptoms of the virus, you want to consult your physician because uh, there may be some sort of something about that. Obviously, any time you have questions like that, you should be consulting your physician. And uh, remember that the physicians now are on the front lines. They're going to be overworked. They're going to be stressed. Uh, do not bother them with uh, minor problems. One of the biggest challenges now is going to keep the uh, hospital uh, uh, admissions down. And uh, all the hospitals, of course, are getting ready to take emergency uh, measures. Uh, but the best thing that, that you can do is to uh, take care of yourself as much as possible, abide by the... Uh, uh, rather you know troublesome idea that you want to stay away from people as much as possible that you you want to become uh, pretty well a hermit for the next uh, little while because we've got to do everything not only to to spare each other but especially to make sure that our uh, doctors and nurses stay healthy so they can take care of the uh, of the population because this is going to be uh, a troublesome uh, time and uh, I know that a lot of people think that there's uh, overreaction here. And maybe eventually it will turn out to be the case, although we'll never know that for sure. But uh, uh, wouldn't it be great if we were able to say a few weeks from now, gee, you know, that was an overreaction, because the only way that we'll be able to say that is if the situation is, uh, is under control. So this, uh, what may look like an overreaction, is really the best approach to the the, the problem uh, right now. And again, uh, forget all of the, the internet uh, uh, claims about uh, someone having discovered a vaccine and that uh, they... Uh, it's only being made available to a very select few people and that you have been selected. And then you have to give your email and uh, people end up giving a credit card number. And, you know, it's the usual drivel of, of saying that uh, the pharmaceutical uh, industry is trying to suppress this finding, but they have the evidence, they have something that works. Nobody has anything that works. All of that is uh, is just ridiculous uh, uh, nonsense. And uh, be careful, especially with anyone uh, selling any kind of herbs uh, that they claim have uh, uh, antiviral properties, and they may even flood you with uh, references of scientific literature. Well, when you start looking up those references, you see that they do not back up what the claims are. There are all kinds of scientific papers about uh, various uh, products having antiviral activity in a test tube. Uh, 
But the human body is not a giant test tube, and you have to be very wary of that. It is not difficult to have something that has an antiviral property in, in a test tube, whether it's uh, oil of violet or oil of oregano or any other kind of essential oil. Most essential oils, which are extracted from plants, will have some activity on biological systems, but that doesn't mean that they will have any effect at all on uh, the virus as it is in, in the human body. Um, and going into saunas, blowing uh, hot air up your nose are not the answer either. Uh, there's no anti-viral anti diet. I mean, of course you want to eat healthily and uh, keep up the regimen of exercises as, as much as you can. Uh, obviously, th those are the kind of things that, that we should do. But be aware of the fact that the charlatans are out there and they are just waiting to pounce. And this is the, the classic opportunity for them to do that because desperate people will do desperate things, especially if they already have a pre-existing disease. And uh, I've seen uh, all kinds of stuff already targeting uh, cancer patients, uh, targeting uh, diabetics, saying that they are at increased risk for the coronavirus, uh, which may even be true, and uh, therefore they have to take special precautions, and then out comes you know, all the, the uh, nonsensical uh, stuff. If there's anything uh, that is to be discovered that has some scientific merit, you're not going to hear about it first on the Internet. Uh, it will be published in the scientific literature, and uh, hopefully someone will then properly interpret it uh, uh, for you. Um, oh, the, the questions just keep uh, uh, coming in. Uh, we are snowbirds in Florida. We plan on driving home in three weeks' time. What are your thoughts? We are hoping that the worst will be over by then. Oh, frankly, it's, it's impossible to, to predict if the worst will be over in, in three weeks' time. But everything that is being done and everything that the Quebec government is urging us to do uh, would seem to go in that direction, that, that this will be uh, in a limited uh, time frame. But uh, nobody can predict, especially the future. All right, that's it. Uh, we have run out of time. Remember that you can ask your questions, joe.schwartz at mcgill.ca. And uh, we'll be back with you same time, same station next week, if not before, who knows. And uh, until then, uh, I'm Joe Schwartz, hoping all the chemistry in your life comes out just right. <laughs>